12, the first two verses. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Thank you. Well, what about we pray one more time just before we look at this scripture? Lord, um, we are, we're aware that you're the one that opens the windows of our hearts. You're the one that um, breathes uh, life. You're the one that writes with your own pen on our souls. And we're asking that you would do that work this morning in a way that no human hand could ever do but your uncreated arm would reach deep into our hearts and our minds. Uh, and Lord, uh, speak to us, please, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we have been uh, travelling through the book of Romans, and uh, so we come now to Romans chapter 12. And when we come to yet Romans chapter 12, things really change. Uh, Romans chapter 11 has been much about what God has done and Romans chapter 12 starts to talk about uh, what we must do as believers in Christ. And Jess, I think I've got a presentation there if you wouldn't mind just clicking on that. Um, what, we, what we're going to do is just look at two, two verses and this is the way uh, that, that Romans chapter 12 starts off. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. What Paul's saying is that in the previous 11 chapters, if you had to summarise it in one word, this is the way you would summarise it. One word summary of the previous 11 chapters You'd summarise it by saying, it's mercy. It's all mercy. We've heard about a lot of things uh, in Romans chapter 1 to 11. But if you want to boil it all down just to one summary, then you could boil it down to this word, mercy. What does that word, uh, mercy, mean? On October the 2nd, Uh, 2006, there was a bloke, his name was Charles Roberts. He walked into a one-room Amish Christian community in America. It's like a schoolhouse. And on a Monday morning, and he performed a massacre of um, children, and then he took his own life. And his parents... Um, the guy who committed the crime, they were expecting that there would be revenge and attack on them for all that their son had done. 
But in the hours straight after the massacre, the Amish parents, even while they were waiting in a barn to hear whether their children were alive or not, uh, one of them, a bloke by the name of Henry, went to the parents' home and offered condolences because they'd lost a son as well. And the world watched on in amazement how these Amish people, even over the next few days, um, showed mercy to a, a to parents who were grieved. It's hard to explain, hard to describe ourselves um, what it's like when we receive mercy. When we've done something really, really wrong and we're covered in shame and we'd prefer just just not to even admit it, just not to even say. We'd just like prefer to run away and pretend it never happened. But when it's all out there and we expect that we're going to be um, attacked or ridiculed or punished, when, when we receive mercy, undeserved mercy... It's a very, very powerful thing. And what God is saying, if you want a summary of everything that's happened in the book of Romans from chapter 1 to 11, it is mercy. Paul's saying, do you hear me? It's mercy. Because what we've done as human beings is we spit in God's face, we do whatever we like, we take no notice of him, we just want to live our own way, and you'd think that he would come... Um, in his person and bring judgment and attack and destruction. But what he does is he comes in a totally different way. He comes in the person of his son and he's dying on a cross, bleeding on a cross. And that cross, as he's bleeding, it is all mercy because he's dying for us in our place when we didn't deserve mercy. He's dying on a cross. And people are walking past the cross and they're laughing. They think it's really funny. Look at him. Come down, Jesus. You you thought you were going to save other people. Save yourself. And what's happening on the cross is that God is there hanging in the person of his son, bleeding and dying, and he is offering mercy for a world. Incredible mercy for you and for me. And the the offer is now available. The offer of mercy. When we are touched by that mercy, we receive that mercy, God in Christ is for us. He's for us. So Paul is saying here, I want you now, I'm just urging you, in view of brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, will you just have a look at it? Will you look? Will you please look? Just have a view of the mercy. You're going to live differently. Mercy, you might think 
that the way God could change you is just by threatening you and bringing laws down and threaten judgment and destruction and whatever. But that, that's not what he does in terms of changing our heart and your, my life and your life. He offers mercy in Christ. And he says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to God. So listen. Please listen. Please listen. Eleven chapters of God's mercy. God giving himself to us in Christ. And now he's saying, you see, there's a call for a response if you've got a view of God's mercy, if you see his mercy, if, you've got, if it touches you in any way, then there is to be a response from us. And it is to offer your body. God wants your body. He wants the whole of you. you there is to be a life lived. It's not enough... Um, I mean, we, we talk about giving our hearts to God. Have you given your heart? I, I ask that too. Have you given your heart to God? But Paul's asking a different question. Have you given your body, your whole self, to God? Your whole self to God. As a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. A living what does it mean for you to be offering yourself? I'm asking you a very personal question. What does it mean to be offering yourself as a living sacrifice? Today is Remembrance Day. It's a hundred years since the guns stopped in Armistice Day, a hundred years ago. Almost um, exactly at 11 o'clock today. Uh, it will be exactly 11 o'clock today, 100 years. And those soldiers that are at war, they gave their bodies as a, living as a dead sacrifice. They sacrificed themselves. And um, I was just reading again this morning of a guy in 2010 and in war in a war situation, and a grenade came in. And to save his mate from getting smashed by the grenade, he threw himself on the grenade to take the full force of the grenade. He, he's sacrificing himself so that his friends would be saved. Do you know, Jesus, he, he sacrificed himself. And he, he, he died on the cross, taking the full punishment and everything that we should have received so that we could be saved. There's something different about Jesus, though. There's a number of things that are different about Jesus' sacrifice that's really important for us to have in our heads. And it's this, that the people at war die for their friends. 
But the scriptures say that Jesus died for his enemies while we were still sinners, while we were still rebellious, while we were still against him. Even then, Christ died. And, 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 and there, is a fut- there is a futility of war, people dying and it's just futile. But when Jesus died, when he died, he died to accomplish salvation for many, for many, accomplishing much in his death. And now this is calling for us, we who are living, if we've seen God's mercy, if we know his mercy, if mercy has touched your life. I mean, many people hear about mercy and say, oh, okay, God, God's, God's kind and good and, what, and, and he's not going to bring judgment and so he's merciful. So I'll go and do a lot of bad things. I'll go and do more bad things. Because God's merciful. If that is your attitude, mercy has not touched your heart, has not melted your heart yet. It has not changed you. But Paul is saying, in view of God's mercy, I'm calling you. If anyone here has been touched by the mercy of God in Christ, I'm calling you to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. What does that mean? Well, well, there's many people that have died and they're dead sacrifices, but we are to be living sacrifices. And that means in all our life, in, in what I do with my hands, in what I do with my lips, in what you do with your feet, where you go, how you live, how you spend your money. You are to be, all your life is to be a living sacrifice. The whole of life. If you've seen mercy... If you've been touched by the mercy of God, then we are to be living sacrifices. It says, Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, and this is your true and proper worship. Do you know we come here on a Sunday and we worship? We sing, we preach, we pray, we fellowship, and it's worship we're worshiping God but this is over and above this this is offering your bodies offering your bodies your whole life and your whole life is to be worship whether you're um, caring for people with your hands whether you're um, speaking to people blessings and helping them whether you're walking with your feet um, to take hope to someone, you are to be people, we are to be people who worship. Everyone, the whole of your life. Do you know God's not just asking for 99% of your life? All of your life, offering. So whether you're at home or whether you're at work, whether you're at school or at uni or wherever you are, we're to be worshippers. The scriptures say, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Do you know this world has got a pattern? This, uh, there's a pattern in this world. And this is what the pattern looks like. I want my comfort. I want my money. I want my fame and my glory. I want my happiness and I want my way. 
I want my, it's all about me. That's the pattern of this world. And it's a kind of worship. I worship my bank account, or I worship my drugs, or I worship my work, or I worship my health, or I worship whatever I'm worshipping, and it's a spiral down. It's a pattern of this world. And Paul is saying, do not be conformed. Do not be squeezed into the mould of this world. And there is so, so, so many people alive today that are squeezed into the mould of this world. They're just totally squeezed. They're they're just just totally squeezed into the mould of this world. And Paul is saying, do not be a rebel. (laughs) I mean, he says, be a rebel. Be a rebel against the pattern of this world. Totally rebel against the pattern of this world, which is all about me and all about myself and all about getting whatever I want. He says, I want you, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's hard to overstate the importance of this. The renewing of your mind. Do you know, for anyone who has been touched by the mercy of God, it's got a power. The the mercy of God, I, I actually do not know anything else in all the world that has got a power to transform us to be a transforming power. I know nothing that has transformed me more than or in any way that's fundamental and it's the mercy of God. Hearing that God in his mercy has come to me in all my guilt and all my shame and all the things that I was totally undeserving and totally inexcusable that I've done and I've been shown mercy and so have you. And if that mercy touches your life it's got a power to transform and nothing else has to transform us the renewing of your mind it doesn't say it here but in the other letters of Paul it's clear that the way that my mind and your mind gets renewed is by the word of God and by the spirit of Christ. The word and the spirit transform your mind. Think of a computer. You've got, you got this computer, you've got all this stuff on it and all these programs and it's totally all clogged up with everything and, and you wipe the computer, just totally wipe it and not only wipe it but you change the, the very operating system in the computer and you put a new operating system and you put new programs on it and it's totally renewed and what God is saying, human beings need a renewal just need a total reprogramming and this cannot happen of ourselves we can't just think oh um, I'm going to just change we need the mercy of God it happens to us the power of God by his word and his spirit I know a bloke who was in prison and someone told him he was a believer someone told him um, that if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke and John it'll renew your mind So in prison, 
he would be reading. He knew. He could, he could on the one hand, and we can all on the one hand, have our televisions on 24-7, just television, television. If I watch television for five years in a row and just... I remember someone from Africa coming to Australia and they looked at what was going on in our lounge room and they said to the Australians, why have you got a sewerage running in your lounge room? And they said, what do you mean? Well, look what is running into your lounge room. I mean, it's, it's putrid. And, and if, I, if you and I watch that, it will sour our mind. There's so much in this world we can just be totally polluted. And God is saying renewal, total renewal. Word and spirit, the power of God. And look, don't hear me wrong. I've got a television and I watch it. So please, I'm not a legalist about these things. But what I'm saying is there's so much that can just be so destructive. And and to have my mind, if you to have your mind renewed by God is fundamental to who we are. We've just got to be renewed, totally reprogrammed by the Spirit of God so that we're new creatures. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, squeezed and just, just totally like the rest of the of your humanity. No, you've received mercy, incredible mercy from on high. Got to be transformed. That word transformed, it's only used one other place in the scriptures as far as I know. And it, 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 it's, it, it happens when Jesus goes up the mount, mountain of transfiguration and he was transfigured. He began to shine. And what, I don't know whether you can believe this or not, but what God is doing in Christ is to transform human lives. Renewal renewal of our lives so many people they say oh no I know best I know how to run my life I'll do it this way I'll do it that way and they go down and down and you're trying to speak to them you're saying oh um, could you could you just live differently this way or that way And, and no no I know I know how to live I'll run my show I'll run my race I'll do and what we need every single one of us is actually something so Deep to happen in our hearts and our lives so that we are renewed. The renewal of our mind that we might be worshippers. Worshippers. That your life is actually a life. Your body becomes, for the rest of while you are alive, an instrument by which God is worshipped. And you are a display of someone that has received mercy. And you are saying in your life, God is great. God is to be praised. God has touched my life with mercy in Christ. And now I'm offering my body as a living sacrifice for him. Because, do you know, there are so many things. This afternoon, you're going to make some decisions. Most of them you're not going to think about very hard. You're either going to go home, maybe do some shopping. You're going to take the pet for a walk. Um, Someone's going to come along to you and they're going to say some nasty things to you and you're going to respond in a certain way. And most of the things you do not sit down for 10 minutes and think, 
intellectually, how am I going to respond? What am I going to do? How am I going to live? Most of, 97% of what you do is, is a spontaneous living. And if we're going to spontaneously live in a way that is pleasing to God, we've just got to have this rewiring, this reprogramming, so that we begin to be people that so live in a way that is reprogrammed, transformed, renewed by God. And then, lastly, he says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. If you have been touched by the mercy of God deeply, melting your heart, the mercy of God in Christ, totally melting your heart. And you begin to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Do you know what will happen? You'll be able to test and approve. Those words mean you'll be able to know the will of God. Have you ever wondered, I wonder how I know, how am I going to know the will of God in my life? Well, Paul says, this is the way you'll know the will of God. Offer your body, offer yourself as a living sacrifice and then you will be able to know the will of God. You'll be able to test and approve. In other words, you'll like it. You'll love the will of God. What is God's will? You're going to be living a life that is a life of, of worship and under the will of, the, of God of heaven. You're going to be living a life that is in his will. Pleasing to him. Perfect. His perfect will. How does that happen? This is how it happens. Receive mercy. Receive mercy. Receive mercy. The mercy that God is offering in Christ. Don't say, oh no, I'm alright by myself. I'm living. I can just do it myself. Don't do that. Say, Lord, I need your mercy. I need your mercy. Take his mercy and then offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. So this is what I want to say to you this morning. The first 11 chapters of Romans are about what God has done. Amazing, just rich and full and everything about what God has done. But when we come to chapter 12, it's about... Us being called to how we must live in response to that. And I just want to say in the strongest terms, and I, I hope if you've listened to me preach over the last seven or eight years, you'll know that I, I labour, I labour for people to know what Christ has done. If only, if only, if only people will know the mercy of God in their hearts. That's what I long for. But I, this morning, want to say something, I want to ring a different note. And that is, in view of his mercy, we must offer our bodies. We absolutely must offer our bodies. You, this morning, every single one of us, in the way we live, in the way you spend your money, in the way you spend your time, we must, if we have been touched by God's mercy in Christ, we must offer ourselves. It's not just a matter 
of a world of ourselves where we're just worshipping ourselves and worshipping our own. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. We are to be transformed because we are people that have received mercy. We're to be living sacrifices. We really are because we've received something so great in the mercy of Christ. Let me pray. Lord, 